Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Afyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now on Masachat Erovin, Davchat Pet Amud Aleph, at the Mishnah in the middle of the Amud. Uh, this Mishnah we've already seen referenced uh, both in Shabbat and earlier in Erovin. Rabbi Yura Omer, so essentially, Machlok between Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim about whether the public coming through the Pasei Biraot uh, disrupts the Mechitzot and makes it uh, no longer usable, and therefore Rabbi Yehuda says you have to put a detour around, uh, have them move around, or uh, whether or not uh, it is still valid as per Chachamim. So Yochan Rabbi Elazar da Amri Tarvayu, what's their comment on this? Kan hodi acha kochan shal Mechitzot. Here you understand the power of mechitzot, of course, in Chachamim. So, kan usvirole, does that mean Rabbi Lozman and Yochanan accept this the halacha? A statement that we already saw much earlier in the Masachet, where Rabbi Yochanan said that if Yerushalayim's doors were not locked at night, it would be Rishut Rabim, which means the walls of Yerushalayim are not that strong, as it were. Public coming through makes it Rishut Rabim. Alakan velosvirole. Rabbi Yochanan is just commenting on what Chachamim, uh, the implication of Chachamim's psak, but he doesn't accept it. And we now have a contradiction between Rabbi Yehuda's words and Rabbi Yehuda's words elsewhere and Rabbi Yehuda's elsewhere. Tanya. And again, a famous b'raita. If you have a house on each side of Rishut Rabim, you could carry through Rishut Rabim from one house to the other by putting a lechi or a kora in the back of, uh, you know, connected to each one of the houses, and that will connect them. So, Amrulo, in Ma'arvin, Rishut Rabim Bechach. And Chachamim say, you cannot make an error through Rishut Rabim, which means, uh, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you, the Rabim coming through your territory does not disrupt it, and according to Chachamim, it does. So the positions seem to be reversed from their positions in our Mishnah. The answer is Rabbi Yehuda's position is not contradictory. The essential requirement which is two mechitzot, you have two proper mechitzot in the case of the houses. You have the back wall of each house. And therefore, the lechi, or the korah, is a heker, and you're allowed to carry here you have four Jumadin, there's no real Mechitzot at all. Drabanan also are not in contradiction with themselves. Here you have four formal Mechitzot. Uh, even though they're not uh, substantial, they're formal Mechitzot. There you don't have, there you have two formal Mechitzot, two proper Mechitzot, and that's it. Okay, in Eretz Yisrael, there is no Rishut Rabim. Strange statement. So Rav Dimi repeated this in Pumadita. So Abayi said, "My Tama, what's the reason?" If it's because of geographical boundaries, uh, like the sharp uh, rise. On the uh, Lebanese coast, Tyre, then Bavel You've got wonderful boundaries in uh, Bavel, which is the Euphrates and the Tigris. In fact, the whole world has great boundaries. Makifokianos, the ocean surrounds the land. So Maybe what Rabbi Yochanan meant was not Eretz Israel itself, 
but the sharp rises in Eretz Yisrael. He says, uh, a comment to Abayah that you must have been there when Rabbi Yochanan was talking. In other words, you're right, that's what Rabbi Yochanan said, and I forgot it. So when Ravin came, and Ravin's reports are always more trustworthy than Rabbi Yadimi, from Rabbi Yochanan, that the sharp rises and drops in Eretz Yisrael, those who are not Rishut Rabim, because they don't follow the model of the camp in the desert that Ben Yisrael marched, uh, which was, of course, flat. Okay. Ba'amine Arachba Mirava. Rachba asked the following question of Rava. Tell me, like, again, our sharp slope that rises ten tfachim within four amot, Rabbi Bokinbo. But a lot of people go there. They climb up, and that's how they go. So the physical makeup is Rishut Ha'achid, but the public's walking through makes Rishut Rabim. So which is it? According to Rabbanan and Rabbi I wouldn't ask the question. Because In our case of Paseh Birot, where it's easy access, and Rabbanan still say the Mechitza is not disrupted by their coming through here, where it's not convenient, they have to climb up. Certainly, their coming through does not disrupt the mechitza, the natural mechitza of the height. Questions according to Yehuda. Maybe he only says that the rabbim coming through disrupt the mechitza when it's easy access, like Pasei Biraot. Perhaps he'll say in every case, when rabbim come through, they disrupt it. So, so Rabbi said, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you would be chayav. Even if they have to climb up on a rope, which is a very famous, very, very steep climb. So, I see the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, Paragalv Mishnah Bet. So, yeah, as long as Rabbi come through, Rabbi Yehuda would say the chayav. It makes it Rishut Rabbi. So Eitave, watch this challenge. Let's say and the public uses it as an easement. It is considered for Tuma, because of course the parameters for Tuma are different. There, it just has to be an area where a lot of people are there. We're not concerned with formal mechitzot. Rishut Ha'achid is Shabbat, but it's still Rishut Ha'achid for Shabbat. So Mani, who could be the author? Ile Mirabanan. It can't be Rabbanan. In the case of Pase Biraot, where it's very convenient, they still say the Mechitza is not disrupted. Here you're going through a courtyard. So Lo Koshkein, certainly they would say it's not the, it's not Rashid Rabim. And certainly they would say it's Rashid Achid, so they don't need to say it here. Allah Rabbi Yehuda, he must be Rabbi Yehuda. So that proves to you that Rabbi Yehuda says when it's not convenient access, it's still Rashid Achid. In Pasebirot, it's Rishut Rabim because it's easy access. Lo, Liolam Rabbanan, Rishut Rabim, the Tumen Stuichale. Really, that's authored by Rabbanan. And the main point that they're teaching is about Rishut Rabim, the Tum'ah. That it is considered a public area, and therefore, Safek Tum'ah is Tahorda. Toshma, Mavuot of Lashin, of Lashon Vorot, Shikhin, Mavuot, Rishut Rabim, Shabbat, Rishut Rabim, the If you have an open Mavui that cuts all the way through, and at the end of it, you have an area that has uh, uh, caverns or uh, or uh, caves. 
it's still Rishut Yechid the Shabbat, Rishut Abimun Tumah. Biborot Tzalkadai Tachwadim, the language is strange. Biborot, it sounds like it's opened with Borot. Elaliborot, so it's the way that I described it, it opens up into a board. Rishut Yechid the Shabbat, Rishut Abimun Tumah. Mani, Ilim Rabbanan, same problem. Hashtamatav Nechat Hashmishtemad Lohat Rabbim Vatli La in our Mishnah. They say that uh, even though it's convenient access for the Rabbim, they do not disrupt the Mechitza. Here you got the pits and caverns. So certainly they would say it's still Rishut HaYachid, so they don't need to say it. Proving again that Rabbi Yehuda, we think, says that when there's inconvenient access, the Rabbim do not disrupt it. So the same answers we gave before. Before the Rabbanan needed to teach it, not about Shabbat, but about Tumah. Toshma, Shvilei Beit Gilgul Chayotzei Man Rishut Echid Shabbat. These are very narrow mountain paths. Same halacha. Shabbat the Tumah. Ezu Shvilei Shvilei Beit Gilgul Rabbi Meriyanei Kol Sheina Eved Yachol Litol Seah Shochitin Fiarutz Lifnei Sradiot. They're so narrow that a slave can't pick up a basket of wheat and run in front of an officer. Right, it's a narrow. So, the same exact argument. So, the answer to this one is not the Tumai issue, but rather uh, that the Shvilei Beit Gilgul are a unique halacha. Because Yoshua of Israel Hayah. Yoshua bin Nun, there's the Takanot that we know at the end of the. Uh, of the seventh parak of Bavakama, the ten takanot of Yeshua bin Nun. And he loved Am Yisrael. He's the one who made the rules for the public uh, thoroughfares. Anywhere where it's easy access, he gave it to the Rabbim. But if it's not easy access, then it belongs to the individual whose property is there. And therefore that's a unique halacha, because... That is lo nechatashmishte because of the physical and topographical layout of the place, and what's built into it is that it is a reshut hayachid. Okay, the next mishnah: chad bor harabim uveir harabim uveir hayachid osin lan pasin. We've seen this earlier in the parak that bor hayachid osin lan mechitzak v'asad v'chim v'rikivu. says that the takana of pasim works for any public water source, whether it's a bore or be'er, and a be'er of an individual can use it. However, the uh, cistern owned by an individual has to have a proper mechitz of ten tzvachim. This entire takana is only for a public well, but for all the others, meaning any cistern and a private well, you have to have a proper tenth fachim around it. Okay. Amar Rav Yosef, Amar Rav Yudam Rashua, Allah Hakar Yudam Baba. We actually rule that way. Shua also said that the only heter pasebirot is for a proper well, a spring well. Utsricha. Why do I need both statements? If he said the first statement, I would think that that's about the public, but I feel mukhunasin. I would think that when we said means any public water source, including a bore reservoir. And perhaps the reason that Rabbi Yudam Baba said is to oppose Rabbi Kiva's allowance for the Be'er Hayachid. But perhaps he meant Be'er and bore are the same thing. 
That's why Shmuel says that the heter is only for a spring well. If Shmuel had the second statement, I would think it's true even about a private one. That's why he teaches we roll like Rabbi Baba that it's only for the public and only for a spring well. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up in the next podcast at the next Mishnah that can continues with Rabbi Baba's uh, halachot. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.